Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello and welcome to another Lead Lap Radio show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. My name is Tom Baker. I am joined by a whole lot of people in the studio tonight. Um, we continue with our Venturini Motorsports uh, Appreciation Week. It's extended into a second week now. Um, and if you're wondering why we're doing this, it's simply because Nick Moncher at Venturini Motorsports is so cool about getting his drivers here. So those of you who have drivers on other teams... You could all take a lesson from this because we're open to everybody. Come on in and sit and talk with us a while. So uh, happy to have Corey Heim here. Corey is a driver out of Georgia. Yes? That's correct. Okay, good. I got that. That's one right tonight. Um, I'm off to a good start. Corey Heim from Georgia. Corey is going to be one of the drivers, one of several in the mix for Venturini Motorsports this year. And uh, we're going to have Mason Diaz joining us. A little bit later, another one of the Venturini drivers. Of course, Nick Moncher is here in studio as always because that's what a good PR guy does. He comes in with his drivers. And over in the corner is Jacob Seelman from Speed Sport. No, this is not Thursday. Jacob is in on Monday. Um, I was waiting for Red to hit the camera button. Yeah, Jacob uh, here not only to be involved in all of the conversation around uh, Venturini Motorsports and all of that, but... Um, We'll talk Rolex 24, too, because, well, that was a thing over that the was weekend. A thing. That, was a, that was an interesting thing. It was an interesting thing. Wayne Taylor Racing getting another Rolex win, the first. Shocker. Without a Taylor in the driver's seat, I might add. So that made it different. We'll talk about that later. Of course, uh, the Hall of Fame induction coming up later in the week. We'll talk about that a little bit, too. Uh, we've got James Mellick, who we call Red. Everybody calls him Red, actually, uh, from LFR, Levine Family Racing. He's the teardown specialist. He's also our producer. He keeps us on air, both radio and TV. So whether you're listening to us live on the Performance Motorsports Network, watching us live on WSIC TV 25 in Charlotte, or maybe you're catching the show after the live broadcast on demand at just about anywhere podcasts can be found. Just search Race Chaser Radio. Um, we uh, welcome you and we appreciate you being here. Um, we're going to start right out with uh, Corey Heim because Corey was nice enough to come in and uh, what are you doing up here from Georgia, son? What brings you What brings you up from the great state of Georgia? Uh, just visiting the great state of North Carolina, man. Just uh, getting started with uh, all the TRD stuff and uh, looking forward to seeing how all that plays out. It's my first time up here with TRD and stuff, so uh, looking forward to it. Now, you were um, over at uh, Chad Bryant Racing prior, um, which is a different manufacturer. We won't mention that because... Of course, Nick's here. We don't want him throwing anything at us. Um, but it was something other than a Toyota. And uh, you did very, very well. And now you're getting an opportunity to uh, fly the V and uh, work with Nick and Billy and all the gang at Venturini. How did that come about for you? Yeah, I think uh, Toyota just presented me with a great opportunity this year. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting started with them. I think uh, last year was just a great start for me just to get experience in those bigger, heavy cars and uh, just to get me myself acclimated to these, uh, you know, you know, more NASCAR style race cars than the late models. Definitely a step up for me there. And uh, just really looking forward to what Venturini and uh, Toyota has in store for me. You actually got off to a good start. Uh, you've already got yourself a feature win. 
Talk about that a little bit because that was quite the race and quite the finish. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, you know, just going back to my, uh, I consider that my home racetrack in Cordial, Georgia. So uh, that's about two hours from my house and uh, not too many things, you know, close to me that I, I race at. So it's nice to uh, actually be able to sleep in my own bed throughout the weekend and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that race was definitely just very intense. Uh, it was my first race actually with the Jet Motorsports uh, late model team. So, uh, you know, just getting started with another new team, you know, one of one of two and the other being Venturini this year. So, um, yeah, crazy weekend. Just uh all the cards kind of fell in the right place there at the end of the race and uh, came home with the win. Have to start putting uh, put the word suitcase when we talk about Corey. Like, you remember Jake Suitcase Elder? I, I was going to say. Corey Suitcase Heim over here, all these new teams every year. Well, see, <laughs> Can't see, keep he, track of where he, he is. He doesn't quite have the same ring as Suitcase Jake, but I'll work on coming up with something <laughs> since that yeah, seems to be Corey my duty around wear. here. Um, I, I want to talk about the team change, Corey, actually, on the late model side because I – raised a couple of eyebrows when I saw the the late model pop up admittedly at Speed Fest. Talk about the move from where you were at with Fab Specialties over to Jet. Did that kind of fall in? Was the timing for that just right with the move to Venturini to kind of put yourself in a little bit different situation? How did that come about? Um, yeah, I mean, I raced with uh, Fab Specialties for, I think, upwards of three years almost, and including a lot of my uh, my Legends car program. You know, I, I raced uh, and developed with them in the Legends car ranks and uh, moved to pro and super late models with Fab Specialties, and uh, they did a great job for me. I mean, I think, uh, you know, obviously I raced for them for, like I said, three years, so, I mean, I was uh, really happy with their, their performance and their side of, uh, you know, their work ethic and everything. Just uh, I felt like I uh, just, just felt like I needed a change and uh, in, my, in my career, and, uh you know, so far, so good, obviously, with that win last week or this weekend. And uh, looking forward to seeing what else they have in store for me this year. I think we're going to race, um, I think, four or five more with those guys. So, And uh, we got the seven races with Venturini. So um, it'll be interesting, you know, off to a great start and uh, looking forward to more. Talk a little bit about now the chaos at the end of that race because you weren't necessarily dominant in the race but you were in position and put yourself in position to capitalize when uh well let's just say Bubba Pollard and, and Stephen Nassie had their little coming together uh you know right place right time right situation yeah no doubt I mean about halfway through the race uh you know Pollard qualified on pole of that race and he he led a good a good portion of the beginning of that race but Stephen had had a qual had a uh, problem in, in qualifying and he had to start in pretty much the very back so um and by I think lap like I mean 40 or 45 I mean he started I think 24th or something like that he flew by me in 40 laps I mean that he had a wow. rocket I mean it was, it was crazy and by you know by maybe 15 laps after he got got by me, I couldn't even see him anymore. I mean, it, he had a very very good car, and I know I know him and Bubba, you know, have, have gotten into it in the past, and uh, you know, it's um, just something that I, I didn't really expect them to get too far into it there. But you know, they they were going at it hard mm -hmm. for about three laps before it all you know climaxed, and they all they all uh, had to get put to the back because there was a little incident there. But um, you know, beforehand, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but we came to pit road and got left side tires. We still had tires in the pits, and um, we restarted, I think, seventh there. And um, that at that point, I was like, man, we really got a shot to win this thing after everyone followed us into pit lane because we were running, uh, I think we were running fifth when that happened, and uh, everyone followed us through pit lane. We restarted, you know, seventh pretty much. And I was like, man, we got a shot to win this thing. And by the end of it, uh, they started rubbing, and they, they went to the back, and then I was in third. You know, I, the the guys in front of me had older tires, and at that point on, I mean, I just uh, 
they really had nothing for me. It was, it was a race between me and the four cars. So is uh, all the cards fell in the right place. You and I have talked about this ad nauseum over the past six months. It's been so close, so close, so close, and then this, that, and the other keeps happening. For your confidence, for this team, for your situation going into an opportunity like you've got with Venturini, how big is getting that monkey off your back, finally getting back to victory lane and reminding yourself, hey, I really can still do this thing? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I was definitely down on myself in, in several stages of the uh, 2019 season, just couldn't really find victory lane, got close so many times, like you mentioned, and, uh, you know, we were involved with some great programs, and, like, I just told myself in the beginning of 2019, there's really no reason why I can't win races this year, and just, we had just a lot of bad luck, a lot of things that weren't going our way, and we had, you know, parts failures, and this and that, just, you know, something that kept us out of contention, and, you know, to finally, even though it wasn't, you know, in the year that I wanted it to be, you know, uh, 2019 at the time, uh, you know, I just really started working harder for 2020 and just thought if if it's meant to be it'll it'll be you know and uh just uh, to start the year off with that win i mean it gives me good momentum going into the uh into the 2020 season there's no question in your mind that you come into a situation where you can realistically go out and win every race you sit in with these guys is there i hear that confidence back now yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, every every program that we're involved in, I've I've the utmost utmost confidence in, and I I feel like I can, or I'm going to have a chance to win every single race that I uh, that I attempt this year. Well, we've got a couple minutes left in the segment. Let's go all the way back. How did you get started in racing, and when? I got started in racing when I was five years old. Um, my dad surprised me with a quarter midget for. Uh, a, a Christmas present. A, uh, wow! For you know, I, I think Merry I remember. Christmas. I think it was 2007 was the uh, the year that he surprised me with it. So yeah, it was it was a shock for me. You know, we we sat on the couch and watched NASCAR races together ever since I was just a little baby. So um, and it always excited me. And he could see that. And you know, when I was five years old, I didn't have at a very open mind at the time. You know, and I was just seeing what you know, kind of want to kind of sports I wanted to play you know there's baseball options you know just the, the normal you know football baseball and then there's racing and that's a little bit out of the norm especially where I'm from I'm, you know near the city and there's not a lot of people that are interested out there but you know my dad certainly was and uh as soon as we got started man I was just hooked like we we had success right away you know in the rookie classes and the quarter midgets and uh ever since then man I haven't even looked back like I've always just known that this is what I want to do for my future so talk about kind of your progression a little bit how long were you in quarter midgets and what were some of the highlights were you successful yeah uh, i was in quarter midgets for i mean until i was 13 years old i want to say so i mean from the time i was five to 13 that, that makes eight years i mean it was, it was a while um and there's there's ranges of classes you can go from rookie to uh a class called world formula which is like the highest horsepower class you know highest speeds and um you know, we, we progressed through that, and I think we by the end of it, we were having a lot of success. But um, I was getting to that age point where I needed to move up into a, a Bandolero, which is what I which I moved up to at that point. Oh, okay. We uh, we stayed in there for about a couple months, and then at that point, it was the uh, the Legends cars ranked where I stayed for about three years. So um, yeah, it's been a it's been a, I think we went on the right path there with the progression, and uh, um, you know, coming back to present day, I feel like the uh, the Legends cars definitely helped me out a lot. I'll drop a quick one in because this is even one that I don't think I've ever asked you, and I'm curious about why the '78. Man, it's uh, it's not as cool of a story as you might think, but I mean, we uh, we started out with the 11 because I've always been a big Denny Hamlin fan, and the uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway didn't allow repeat numbers, so we 
took the cheap way around it, and someone else already had 11, so we changed it to 77 by just putting duct tape on the okay on the, yeah, seven, seven. the thing. And then someone had 77, so we're like, okay, well, we'll just move it up one. 78. I like the font. I like the number, so I was like, I'll just stick with 78. That's that's all it is. And here I was hoping there was a true X or a yeah, furniture row story everyone behind does. it. Everyone thinks Dang. there's just like some like inspiration. Like, I don't know. It's just... Just something that I decided on, and I really liked it. Never, never really wanted to change it. It just, it's just been my number ever I since. I was going to say, there's not been too many 78s, and I feel like really people do start to associate that with you now, at least in the short track ranks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, there's definitely not a lot out there, and luckily, uh, I, I want to be unique in some ways. So uh, the 78 uh, represents me. I feel like, and uh, hopefully, I'm making a name for it and uh, making a name for myself. Well, we'll uh, talk more with Corey and also Nick in the studio. We got Mason Diaz coming in as well shortly back with more Lead Lap Radio presented by HMS Motorsport right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Also want to acknowledge both uh, strutmasters.com, the, the suspension experts, and My Computer Career, training for a better life, mycomputercareer.edu. Uh, we'll tell you more about uh, them a little bit later. But uh, we're continuing with uh, Lead Lap for another Evening of Motorsports Conversation, Tom Baker, Corey Heim, Nick Moncher, Jacob Seelman, and Red all in the studio and uh, having a good time. We'll you, have, had a good, you had a good rhythm going there, and then it's Red. Well, it, that's, that's how it should know. be, though. Yeah, it should just be Red. That's he how needs no knows. other introduction. It's just Red. Yeah, it just throws everything off, but it's such a good name, Red. red. Yeah. That's, that's how I've known him for 15 years. It's exactly. just Red. I didn't know he's he had red. a real name until just the other day. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's how a lot of people are. They have red. no idea who no my last name is. No, just red. no idea. I just yeah. think it's Red. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. So, uh, Corey, you, you obviously, uh, with Venturini for this year, Where when is your first outing for Venturini Motorsports? Uh, my first race will be uh, New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, it'll be, I think, not this weekend, but next weekend. If you want to call it that, it's on a Monday, so it's the following Monday of that weekend. Right. So, um, yeah, that'll be my first race. Uh, I'm not too sure of the exact schedule off the top of my head, but uh, we're racing, you know, races like Sonoma, uh, New Hampshire. I mean, like really, really nice racetracks uh, that I've never been to in person or in a race car before. So it's going to be really interesting. You're going to run the dirt race, I understand, or one of them at uh, DuCoin, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm going to run uh, run DuCoin. I ran DuCoin and uh, Illinois State Fairgrounds last year, and it was, it was a blast. It was I mean, we did very well, too. I mean, we competed for both wins. So Now, I asked Tyler Dipple one time. What's an ARCA car like to race in dirt? Because Tyler obviously comes from that background up in New York running the Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds. And he basically said it was like driving a tank around DeCoin. Um, what is, wh- how would you describe it? Is, is he right? Or how is it? I mean, obviously they're big, heavy cars, but how is it to drive those things on the dirt track? I mean, he's certainly not wrong there. I mean, it, those things are just such, I mean, they're just, like bricks on wheels man it's just they're just so heavy and i mean they got so much horsepower and honestly like when i did you know sim time there's not a lot you can compare it to uh i i did test like trucks at like you know dirt tracks and stuff but it is a little bit different i mean it's very similar to what you think it'd be you just go in very straight and very you know uh controlled and then you just you know wheel it out of the corner you know it's just you turn right to go left kind of thing out of the corners and uh it's a lot of fun i mean when it when the track's you know fresh and it has a lot of grip in it it's very just similar to what you'd think it would be just you know turn right to go left go in there and then once the track gets dry slick that's when it's very difficult mm-hmm. like you just gotta enter straight as an arrow right against those guardrails at least for the you know the decorn and illinois state fairgrounds there but um you got to enter right on the guardrail and just stay there all throughout the corner. And if you just make one slight mistake or miss it by an inch, you just wash way up the racetrack and lose a good, like, literally half a second off your lap time. It's it's tough. Okay. Nick's, Nick's going to thank me because I'm about to bail his driver out here. Oh, oh. Uh-oh. Smyrna, Five Flags, New Hampshire, Sonoma, Phoenix, DuCoin, and Kansas. There because the next question I was going to ask was if you were going to get any national tour, and I knew that DuCoin was one of them, but the Kansas race at the end of the year, I think, is what, what really has me intrigued, because with, with you turning 
18 later this year. You haven't had the opportunity yet to get on an intermediate. So that race in particular, I'm sure, is one that you've got circled. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, Kansas is going to be a very... uh it's going to be a different beast for sure, but uh, I did get experience on Pocono last year, and, uh, you know, the reason I was able to do that is because uh, Pocono has, like, a different insurance policy, I guess, to where you can mm-hmm. race when you're 17, and uh, I got, you know, a little bit of aero experience there, but the only thing was with that race, man, it went it went green to checkered, and, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, restart experience there, and that's really, like, half of it, man, it's just those restarts, you know, and uh, I feel like Kansas hopefully uh it'll have you know it'll put me in the seat for that kind of experience and uh it'll be interesting man i'm gonna do all i can to all i can to study don't have the experience to back it up but uh it'll be it'll be interesting for sure okay so uh you're obviously running some really nice tracks but i want to step back for a second because you're only 17 (laughs) i mean it seemed like we just barely got to the point in the late models where hey that Corey kid looks like he's got some talent and here you are in the Arca series. Did this happen faster than you expected it to? Um, I don't know if I'd say it happened faster than I expected because this is definitely like the path that, you know, if we were to plan it out at a younger age, I think this was a pretty good, you know, pace for me. I, I don't think I'm being rushed uh, by any means. I mean, last year was definitely an experience year for me, and that's what we planned it out to be. Just get a lot of seat time. You know, we ran 13 races last year, so more than half of the schedule. So it was just a lot of racing and a lot of experience in those big cars. And we're, we're, we might be racing less this year, but I feel like I have the experience and the, uh, you know, the knowledge with those bigger cars with a, with a great team in Venturini just to, you know, back all that up and, and, you know, get that success part of the equation clicking off. So... Is there a driver that you've looked up to as you've been coming up through the ranks? Um, and is there also a driver, and maybe it's the same one, if, if there are both scenarios, is there a driver you've looked up to saying cup, or is there a, and is there a driver who's kind of helped mentor you as you've been climbing the ranks a little bit? Um, yeah, I think I've always really, I mean, my favorite driver has been uh, Denny Hamlin, man. He's uh He's been my favorite driver since I was probably five years old. Just when I first, you know, started uh, watching him race and just the way he drove and the way he was in his interviews and just off the track too, just the things he did, you know, for the community. And, you know, he's just a big short track guy, which I like. And, you know, he, you know, gives back with all of his charity stuff and he races all of his, uh, he funds that short track in, uh, in um, short Langley. Short yeah. yeah. And uh, he always, you know, he races that deal every year. I think that's awesome that he does that. And, uh, you know, hopefully I get to uh, race next to him one day. But as far as the mentor, mentor part goes, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know if I've had a specific driver mentor me, but uh, my spotter, Lloyd, I mean, he's been probably my biggest mentor in the Lloyd last. Lloyd Garner. Yeah, Lloyd Garner in the past two years. He's been just such a, such a, you know, mentor to me i guess you could you could say i mean he's just really guided me through even even off the track i mean he just helped me with you know my school you know just my personal life and he's just been such a great guy to have by my side uh, all throughout the way so uh, he's been he's definitely gotten a lot of credit from me i'll toss out one that uh if he hadn't had a driver mentor before he's gonna have this year and it's actually a driver that you just had in here not that long ago tom because michael, michael self, is, self is gonna play yeah. a big mentor to all the young kids that are part of the venturini roster this year yeah because michael's so old <laughs> yeah. he's our veteran driver which he does not like to be called yeah. a veteran driver oh, he, uh, no I, I i've talked to him about that more than he hates that absolutely hates that but that's actually you know a big part of what he does for veteran yeah. motorsports is he's there for 
for all of our drivers coming up. You know, he'll sit down with them all at the racetrack. He'll sit with them at the shop. He'll go with them to simulator time. You know, he'll be a big help to the guys at the road courses this year because he has a big background on that. And he's not afraid to help out. I mean, we saw that last year with Christian. They were in, you know, down to the wire for the championship, and he was still helping Christian, you know, at the bigger yeah. tracks. So, you know, he's a, a big part of what has been our success. I well, think that's why we all want Michael right. to finally get, get his the, break and get up the rank, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, because he's so unselfish. Absolutely. No pun so intended. No pun <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There. I'll give there. myself Thank a, you. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, he's he's just so... He is the best teammate than anybody. I mean, going all the way back, the first time I was aware of that side of him was way back when he was working with Justin Haley in the. Uh, I was going to reference yeah. that. That's the I mean, first. You know, that's that's really where I think the mentorship teacher side of Michael Self. Yeah. People remember that first being born is when he was working as Justin's driver coach a few years yep. ago. Yep, and that's uh, so. I mean, certainly a great guy to to have in the group and. Um, you know, it's a obviously you guys are. It's a pretty young group this year. A lot of yeah, new, we, have, we have a lot of new faces, a lot of faces. young guys. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a lot of people that we're really excited to have in in house with us. And you know, there's a lot of talent there. You know, we actually worked really close with Toyota and TRD to to get that talent in house with us and and to build those races. And you know, Corey's going to be part of the the 20 team at Decoin, so he's going to be helping us go for an owners championship on the 20 car. And I said Michael will be a big help with that. But you know. A unique thing about Corey, he's actually doing some East races, and he's also taking us to the West Coast. So it'll be our first time going to Arca oh, West races. Yeah, okay. Sonoma, Sonoma and Phoenix, I, Sonoma I think, are the Phoenix. two that jumped out at me on that schedule, particularly the Sonoma race because, Corey, other than in the Legends car, I don't know that you've done hardly any road racing. None. Absolutely nothing. And that's a big race. There's always a lot yeah, of cars is. that yeah, show up, but that'll be guys. one that Michael probably comes with us, and he'll be there to help. You know, he's flying back that, to Utah today. That'll be fun. For road course school, so... <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it's a long drive. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. Uh, it'll be different, man. I know. I've watched that race for the past couple of years, and I see all the Cup guys in there. Just and uh, you know, and any any name that doesn't win, that's not a familiar face in the Cup series mm -hmm. or Xfinity series. I mean, it's a big story. So I'd be definitely uh, thrilled to cap off that. But it's going to take a lot of work. I know. I mean, I've like I was just saying, I, I have no really no other than Legends cars experience on uh, on road courses. So I'm gonna have to put in some work, but uh, we'll see. It's fun though, isn't it? I mean, do you enjoy the road courses? I mean, I the legends seem like they they're a lot of fun on the the road courses. Whether you're running Charlotte or you're running Atlanta, which I assume is where you ran the road course most of the time, was Atlanta, right? Yeah, I ran yeah. Uh, the uh, Enfield Road Course at yeah. Atlanta a few times, and yeah, it's it's a blast. There's also this track in uh, Dawsonville, Georgia. It's called uh, Atlanta Motorsports Park, yep. and that's a uh, very nice facility. It's like a it's like the country club of racing. You know, it's it's a very nice facility, and uh, raced there a few times and had some. Had some pretty good success there, and uh, definitely a good uh, learning curve for me. And just um, that's that's a huge thing. The Legends cars with car control and you know shifting and things like that. That taught me pretty much everything I needed to know for the uh, next rank up. What do you like to do when you're not racing? Man, I don't know if I'm ever not racing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just simulators and racing, and I mean, I just. I mean, that, all I do is go to school, work out, and then come home and get on the simulator. That's just my life pretty much. But, I mean, yeah, I like to, you know, just have – I mean, I do normal stuff, just hang out with my friends, you know, just do things that a teenager does. <laughs> so no uh, school sports or anything like that? No, I've always been interested in uh, things like hockey and football, but just never could really have the time hockey. to uh, – Yeah, I'm, wow. a, I'm a big hockey fan. Yep. Red Wings, right? 
No. Oh, man. See, my, hey, Mantra's my, oh, in over my over neck here. of the woods. There you go. Thank See, you. I, red. I like the Penguins. wings right here. I like the wings. Thank well, you. See, I'm yeah. a Washington Capitals fan, so see, we finally oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it took us, there you go. took us 106 years to get a Stanley Cup, but we finally got one. <laughs> there you go, man. Okay, we're going to step aside. We will be back with more with these guys, and Mesa Diaz coming up as well here on League Lap Radio right after this. Stay with us. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels New to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Lero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. We are back in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. If you wonder where Statesville is, it's about uh, 20 minutes further north from Mooresville, which is Race City, USA. So we're about an hour or so outside Charlotte, not uh, too far, and still very plugged into the racing community. 
And uh, having a good time here tonight and just talking racing as usual. Corey Heim has been with us, and it's been fun to get to know Corey a little bit. I watched you some of the cars races last year. Didn't have a chance to, to ever speak with you, but um, it was obvious. You, I mean, I know knew about your talent coming in, but um, you've, you've got a lot going for you in terms of the speaking skills and, and the off-the-track stuff, too, which is really, really important. Um, how much have you kind of picked up? from other drivers about kind of how to do all of that because your stage is getting bigger in a hurry. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I just think uh, I knew I had kind of a speaking, not really an impediment or anything, but like just, you know, I I wasn't very good in interviews when I first started just because of lack of experience. And um, Were you shy? Yeah, I was was definitely shy and I still am. nervous? A little bit of both, I think. Just like, yeah, when I first started out and what's funny about that is my dad – uh, like probably about a month ago, shared like one of my first interviews with uh, Legends Nation on uh, at Atlanta for like just like a prelude to the Pro Series or whatever. Okay. Atlanta, gosh, man, just looking back on that, like I was horrible, you know. And uh, thanks, Dan. I also was like forty pounds heavier too, so oh, like, wow. I lost, I lost <laughs> a lot of weight then too. So uh, yeah, just I looking back it. on that, there's just several things that I picked out of there, and I'm like, man, like just you know, I've improved a lot in that that sense, and it's a good feeling too, because I mean, I definitely. Uh, you know, looked at things that people mentioned in interviews, you know, NASCAR drivers and just uh, any any kind of racing, really, just what they mention and what they talk about in interviews, just to keep it, you know, short and sweet at, at the same time, include all their sponsors and, you know, you know this and that, all the important stuff. See, I think the, the biggest thing is it's telling stories. You know, people want to get to know who you are. That's really the big thing. And, and everybody just, drivers kind of freeze up sometimes because they get so into the the you know, pull the string and, and talk the talk. So, you know, yeah, I want to thank blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and that's really, they get so caught up in that that they forget to just be themselves and talk about what interests them and what's going on with them. And, I mean, we've been doing this now for 30 minutes. And, you, I mean, it's been great just to kind of get to know your background and you seem very easy, you know, to talk to. And that's that's a real benefit because as you climb the ladder, you're going to get obviously more and more opportunities and requests to, to sit and talk like this. So it's good to be comfortable with it at such a young age. Yeah, it's a pleasure being here for sure. And it's uh, all, uh, anything really for me, just uh, public speaking or anything just uh, speaking in general is good for me for my future. So uh, pleasure being here. What track are you most looking forward to this year? Man, there's there's a lot to look forward to this year for sure. But if I had to pick one, um, I'd have to say Sonoma. I mean, it's just such a unique thing for me to to go road course racing, especially with a, with a K&N car, uh, something that, or I guess an Arca Arca West car now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, you know, it's just uh, such a unique track. I mean, uh, I've I've raced there a lot on the simulator at, at home and I racing and stuff like that, and uh, it's a it's a fun track for me. It's a good track for me too, and. Um, just looking forward to seeing what it has in store for me, and uh, I also like going out to the West Coast, man. It's a it's a nice uh, area here with the you know wine country out there and stuff. Yeah. Can't drink wine yet, but you know. I was gonna just, say, don't just do that. A, I've heard it's grape a, juice for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've heard it's a really nice area. So just looking forward to going going out there and uh, just uh, you know on and off the racetrack to seeing what it's all about. It's one your boss is really excited about going to too. Oh, just yeah. for the wine <laughs> country. Sure. So Billy <laughs> Billy's <laughs> very excited about that. He's yeah. already planned out the vacation. I've I mean, heard, the race yeah. weekend. So I've heard oh, about boy. that. Is he staying an extra day or two? I'm, so I'm sure he'll be it, out there yeah. a, a few days early and stay a few days is. late, for sure. <laughs> you can kind of imbibe a little bit and not have to worry about it. Um, well, you know, obviously, it's a, all of this is a great opportunity. Um, talk about what you're most 
looking forward to in terms of the transition from kind of mostly late model to it seems like well it's probably a balance i guess you're going to run a number of late model races too i was going to say to mostly arca but um what are you most looking forward to in general about this season um just change uh, i've always actually been a, a big uh, fan of change and in the way of uh, if something's you know just not really working for me and just getting started with something new um generally i feel like i've made good decisions in the past about you know my changes in my life or just my career or anything like that so i feel like you know so far so good with the the changes that i've made this year to go to go to venturini and uh, the late model team with uh, jet motorsports and i'm also staying with my uh, late model stock team though uh, lead pulling performance man they do such a good job and uh, i'm running full time for them in the car store this year so okay. that's something that i'm really so looking forward to yeah they're also get, so. Yeah, I'm running that, and then also the uh, Triple Crown uh, deal for the uh, NASCAR Touring Series. So I'm just really looking forward to getting started with them. I think we're going to have a lot of success this year, so it's going to be fun. I'm glad you mentioned that, Corey, because I was sitting here thinking to myself, gosh, you know, seven or eight super late model races with Jet, and then seven ARCA races, I, I'm, I'm going... I know he's going to race more than this. He's not good at sitting at home. So that that explains where the gaps in the schedule get filled real quick. And you've been, well, it's been well documented how close you came to one of those Triple Crown races. We really probably shouldn't bring that up. <laughs> but I, I know uh, I, I know one of the big yeah. things that your sights are set on this year after uh, two years ago at Martinsville. Yeah, there's definitely a, a lot of uh, redemption opportunities this year in store for me just for uh, going back to Martinsville after that uh, whole uh, ordeal there a couple two, you know, two years ago. And, uh, you know, Lee Point Performance, man, like I said, they do such a good job. So, you know, anytime I sit in one of the race cars, I know I have a shot to win. And I'm going to have uh, 15 or, or I think more than 15 shots to win with them this year. So it's going to be a wow. lot of fun. I didn't realize you were doing that. So you're running, yeah. So you are running still more late model races than uh, ARCA races, but uh, certainly getting a, a good shot in the big series as well. Okay, so uh, what's on your pizza? What is on my pizza? Pepperoni and sometimes I like onion. Okay, you didn't say pineapple. I keep waiting for. What's the wrong with Hawaiian pizza, Tom? I didn't say there was, okay. but that's usually the argument. Is if somebody will say pineapple, I'm not a, I'm not a hater. Into, I mean, it's delicious. I'm not a. And it's I'm not a hater food. on pineapple, but at the same time, like it's just not my choice. Like it's just. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm <laughs> like, not a pineapple. I'm a meat guy. Put yeah. every, whatever meat you can on the pizza. I'm I think fine. Mantra, Mantra and I would get along really well. It seems like uh, we've really turned a leaf here today. <laughs> All the Detroit, you know, talk uh, off the air about sports. I was, yeah. I, I was going to say, we get, we Michigan, get, Ohio, Midwest yeah. people. D Detroit sports, he likes pineapple on his pizza. I'm good with and this. And Tom's just bitter because he's still a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> I, I've not, I long got over being bitter about Notre Dame. It's just... It's it, all my sports teams. I'm bad at picking sports teams. I'm a Chargers fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Um, Syracuse University is pretty much my home team, if you want to call it that, because that's where I was born up that way. Um, I'm a Mets fan in baseball, so there's the ultimate frustration Sheesh. there. You're just all over the map. Yeah, yeah. I mean. One from here, <laughs> one from there. Yeah, that's, you know, everybody picks on me because I don't pull for all the New York teams, and it's like, well, 
half of them stink. Like, I, <laughs> but but well, then I ended up with teams like yeah. the Chargers who used to be great, and then they were bad, and then they went to the Super Bowl and got killed, then they were bad. Now we're okay, but we keep losing every game by less than a touchdown. So it's like I just I can't win with any of these sports teams. They're very it's, inconsistent. It's, you can't win for losing. I'm I'm better at picking race car drivers than <laughs> I am sports teams, basically. But it's probably apropos because I was never great at sports anyway. I always worked hard at it, but I was never really... I didn't. I had no sports that I was actually a star at, other than maybe bowling. I hey, me too. Bowler. That was that was it. That's I all I had going bowling. for me. Bowling, bowling and bowl racing. Yeah. D- d- does that make this a good time to tell Corey the penchant that we've had going with these two shows? That usually, more often than not, when somebody shows up on one of our shows, they end up going on and winning something in true. the not too distant yeah, future. It is true. No pressure. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I prefer see. the seven with <laughs> us, but you know whatever you need to do. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> so got a good well, shot this weekend. See, Corey. Corey kind of one-upped us because he won, then came on Right, the show. exactly. <laughs> yeah. One step ahead of you it's guys, joke's right? on you guys. So maybe that means we'll be doing great shows for the next couple of weeks because Corey came on with us, which would be a first. But <laughs> I would yeah. always like to win another race, so I'm, well, yeah, I'm hoping it goes my go. way, too. Well, well, we'll hope for that. Okay, so do you have a favorite kind of music? Um, I'm actually a big fan of, like, 90s music, like, just, like, just any popular 90s songs, like 90s on 9, I like listening to that. And I like rap music, you know, modern rap music, too. And that those are my two, really. That's all I listen to, honestly. Favorite movie? Favorite Talladega Nights, of course. The one and only. Okay. Days of Thunder? This is the second time we've s- heard that with the last yeah, three people. Have you seen Stroker Ace? Wait, what? Oh, See? No, well, this the is, same response we got last time. This is why. This is why. This is why all these kids only like Talladega Nights. They haven't seen Stroker Ace. You haven't seen the best racing movie going until you've seen Stroker Ace or Six Pack. You've got to watch Neither. both of those movies. I bet Nick remembers. I'll Absolutely. put it on my I have list. All, I have Six Pack, Stroker Ace, and Days of Thunder all on DVD. Yeah. I mean, Days of Thunder was good. I mean, but matter I of fact, next pumped. time you're at the shop, we're going to sit you down and everybody else, have, you know, all our other drivers yeah, have never you seen it. Get, we're just going to watch it. Yeah, you got to get rep yeah, going. Because, yeah. A lot of Talladega Nights. These kids the just don't days. know racing movies. Talladega Nights was awful compared to, the, uh, compared to those <laughs> two. It was bad. When you watch those two movies, you'll you'll understand fastest why we chicken appreciate. In the South. Yeah, fastest chicken, <laughs> and then Brewster Baker. We had Swifty. Yep, that's all you did. You, Corey's so it. confused right now. Yeah, I'm just like yeah, Corey's you, going you'll off get and it. talk about you'll your get movies. It. I don't know. Yeah, sit down. I got and my watch own opinion. You'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. You have a favorite TV show? Do you ever watch TV? You um, should now have time to watch TV. I mean, yeah, I like The Office. Uh, that's that's one of them that I watched. Like, actually, I watched. I think like two full times the office uh that's probably my favorite one that i've watched uh man like i haven't watched any like full tv show in a long time like probably since the office which is like i mean i watched the full thing like probably a year ago so yeah i mean just just racing man i'm just a racing guy yeah that's all it is pretty you're pretty easy it's just yeah. racing and <laughs> favorite food uh chicken wings that's my favorite. Okay. Well, see. Got to be bone in or bone out. So bone in. Bone in. Okay. Definitely. Because chicken in. wings, you got boneless. See, I'm a boneless. I'm a boneless they, guy. That's so just a small chicken out, tender. Yeah, yeah but. That's not a like wing. Bonus. It's a chicken nugget is what it is. <laughs> sure, exactly. Whatever so you want to call it. You can't call it wings. It's chicken nuggets. <laughs> well, we know where we can. We have a few choices for lunch now when we go to lunch sometime. All right. We got about 30 seconds left. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously continue to talk with uh, you throughout the show, but... Um, Give us all your vital information. Where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Corey Heim 3, Facebook, uh, Corey Heim Racing, and uh, 
My Instagram is Corey.Heim. Those are my main three. And then I have, like, a YouTube, too, and it has, like, some old, like, onboard cool camera things, too, and that's just Corey Heim as well. So, uh, yeah, I have that as well. Those are my those are my main three, though. How did you get th- Corey Heim three? I can't imagine. I'm trying to figure out Heim so something. I just made my Twitter Corey Heim, and then they're like, oh, that's taken, so here are some recommendations. Like, Corey Heim three. I'm like, okay, whatever. Because like, I never <laughs> thought I was – I made it a long time ago, actually, so I never thought – like, it was just to go on Twitter. You know how it always makes me mm-hmm. go, like, oh, you yeah. have to log in. So I was like, okay, I'll just make Corey Heim 3 or whatever and ended up using it. And my dad actually made me one. Uh, it's Corey Heim Racing, but I never use it. It's just, like, something that he made for me, and I'm like, I already have one. And I already have followers, so I'm not going to restart, you know. So <laughs> that's just how it kind of went. Well, uh, we're going to tag Corey out for Mason <laughs> Diaz when we come back. And uh, we'll continue with Venturini Motorsports Appreciation period uh here on race chaser radio you're listening to lee lap presented by hms motorsport we'll be right back everywhere you go you hear it and you see it it's coming at you through your phone your tablet and your computer it's broadcast from your favorite radio station tv networks and cable companies it's in the stadiums the arenas the ballparks it screams for your attention at the mall it's interactive on main street it's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store what is it it's digital content it's digital content it's digital content somebody has to create it somebody has to manage it so whether your dream is to write it design it create it call it produce it voice it post it light it shoot it switch it record it color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. 
Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, Jesse Love bringing us back out of the break. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. We are playing musical chairs in the WSIC studio. And, and uh, I think Nick Montra just Montre lost was, his yeah, chair. He, you lose. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's out. Um, we've got uh, Mason Diaz now seated in the middle chair, so to speak. Um, Corey is to his right, uh, off camera as you, you'll hear him, but you won't see him, but that's okay. Um, and Mason, uh, first of all, welcome to the program. Nick was telling us that you were quite excited to finally come into the studio after being on the show the last time. Um, we're pretty excited to have you here. So glad to have you finally aboard where our TV audience can get a look at you and get to know you a little bit. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. I mean, it. The first time it was, I forget when, it was probably about, what, four months ago, five months ago? Yeah, I think uh, last fall sometime, I think. Sometime around there. Yeah. We had and it. it was just a phone call. And yeah. it's always, I always want to show my face. And I don't think I ever met you before the show. We did, yeah. We, we met? Yeah, at uh, the Cars Tour last year a couple yep. times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. Um, but uh, just brief conversation. Yeah, brief. Yeah. So now you, you get to come here as part of the Flying V racing team. <laughs> <laughs> Talk a little bit about um, how it all came together for you to originally hook up with Venturini Motorsports. It was actually just, uh, it was weird because we were down in Pensacola and we were running for the Snowflake, the 100 down there for the Derby weekend. And it was qualifying night for the Super Late Models. And Billy came over and just started talking to us and said, I have this opportunity for you. And we set it up. And that's how it's how it happened. He said if it was any time sooner or later, it probably wouldn't have happened. So it just it felt wow. fell properly, and it was at the right time. And uh, we talked to him, and literally, I think it was four days after is we were signing. So wow. it was it was a very fast deal, and it was a deal we could not turn down for Venery Motorsports to come come to us, but wanted to race. I mean, that's just a when you think about ARCA racing, it's Venery Motorsports. It's mm. It's the it Joe is. Gibbs of the Cup Series. True. I mean, yeah. when you think of the series, it's it's Venerini, and so for them to come to me to want to come to join the be, become part of their team and TRD to become a part of them. I mean, that's the dream come true. So, so you didn't have this Mason prior to prior to, and you guys announced it at PRI. So it's literally not even a two week turnaround, and here you are with an Arca East deal. It was a we left we left from New Smyrna, not New Smyrna, sorry Pensacola. We left from New Pensacola. I went back to school. I took three finals, hopped on the plane to PRI, and announced it. That was it. <laughs> well, there's a heck of a like, two-week period that, that or so. Yeah. yeah, welcome awesome. to Venturini. Um, yeah. Take us all the way back. How did you get started in racing? Um, we know now that, of course, your dad owns um, Southern National. National Motorsports Park, um, and you obviously were a driver. But how did, how did that all get started for you, and when? How old were you? Well, of course, every kid they started when they were four or five, and not I, everybody. I hop, I hopped, but a lot of kids, a lot of kids did, and yeah. and I hopped in a go kart around four years old, almost five, and raced for go kart for till I was seven, and I hopped in a champ kart, and then when I turned eight, I hopped in a bando, and then when I turned twelve, I actually ran a few pass races for pro, 
Pro Late Models. Oh, they, right. When yeah, they, when they had the old Pro they did. Series. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they stopped that, and I went to actually race a year at Legends for 2015. And I got Young Lions uh, Rookie of the Year and State Championship in Virginia. And then 2016, I ran Pro Late Models for the – we had a Pro Late Model Tour at Southern National Motorsport Park. And I ran that, finished second there in points. And then 2017 is when I got the championship for late mile stocks at uh, So National. And we traveled throughout the year. I think I ran some somewhere close to 50 races that year for late mile stocks. Wow. And uh, that was also, I think, the first year we went down to the second year we went down to the, uh, the flake. So, And then from there, just 2018 kind of didn't race that much. Just kind of fell off a little bit. Race probably less than 10 races. Just picked a few and went to go race. And uh, that really, 2018-2019 really showed what racing for something is. You know, because a lot lot of people can go pick and choose a couple races to go run. But you always want to go win. But you want to keep something in you to keep driving yourself to go win a championship like the East. Or to go win the Cars Tour like Corey's going to try to do this year. It's just, in order to really set your goals for the year you, you want something to end with and that was the main deal when we went to arca with venerini because originally it was just to come and run five races what repco got which is a great a great year as well but we were like is there any opportunities for us to get championship because 2018 2019 we didn't do that and we were we were missing that the whole entire year so you really it was more important for you to race for a championship than necessarily to go around the national stuff right away I, it is. I, yes and no. It was just, just a... Well, there's nothing wrong with no. that. It just seems like that's kind of where your, that's your where priority I, fell. Yeah, yeah. and it was. Because I, nothing... I, I need the experience in those tracks. I'm not saying I don't need it. I mean, everyone needs experience. But just to pick five races and not be in the car the whole entire year. Because now we have an eight-series eight deal to go win a championship. Well, you've had, you've had some really strong runs in the truck series. Talk a little bit about that. Well, actually, I only ran one, one truck race, and that was. Is that was, it? Did you only run the one? Yeah, I, I've had f- uh, like four, four starts for oh, Xfinity. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, for Xfinity. It's, it's Xfinity, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The truck race twenty seventeen. The, the truck race twenty seventeen. It was at Martinsville for the yeah. fall race, and they took out rookie practice. So we we got to the racetrack, and it was a matter of. First, first practice was first time at the truck. I remember that race. You looked at me. You looked at me before first practice, and you said, "I have no idea no how idea. this is going to go." None. <laughs> Figured it out pretty quick. Yeah, it, we were like twenty eighth in practice. We were in the back, and then qualifying came out, and it was a different world. And it was a a great deal. People that don't know, it was it was really cool due to the fact that we went out there and we sat on the pole for the first round until what the last minute and a half. Yeah. Yep. Last yep. minute. <laughs> And then we had to go out twice second round for qualifying. But the third round, we, we made the third round and ended up qualifying ninth. In the race, though, me and Cedric got into it, and we blew a right, left rear. I forget which tire left, we blew. Left rear. It was left rear. And that we finished 22nd, lap down, something like that. So, But you, I mean, just with the qualifying effort, because, I mean, I had seen you run in the Legends and whatever, but, you know, to go out there and do that in your first time in a truck... And it wasn't like you were running for Thor Sport. I mean, you know, it was not, that's not something normally that that somebody like you would go do. And it was like, wow, okay, that was pretty impressive. Um, and I think you turned a lot of heads that day and people saw, okay, you know, 
this is a kid who can actually drive. And that's, everybody goes to Martinsville to audition. And, you know, I'd say even though you didn't have the result, you passed with flying colors. And everybody, I think everybody saw that, that you were, um, your upside potential was pretty, pretty big. Yeah, we were at Brandon Bill, which is a great team. Yeah, um, they Bill. moved they moved up to Xfinity Brandon now, Brandon. and that's who I ran for the three races, the four races I've I ran for them throughout the year, uh, 20, 2019 and <coughs> twenty eighteen. We made a start twenty eighteen in the Xfinity race for Richmond, finished eighteenth lead lap yeah. for that one. That was a good finish, and then the other three just they just Charlotte wasn't my best race ever. Uh, we got wrecked out, and then the other two. Richmond, we went back to Richmond for the f- fall race, or s- spring race last year, and we blew an engine running like 15th. Just some bad luck fall. and We, we did actually uh, run three K&N starts last year. So, New mm. Smyrna last year. And yep, Bristol. Both Bristols. Bristol races, yeah. Yep. For, for you, knowing that you've had, Mason, some of the experience already in what's now going to be an ARCA East car, yeah, you didn't run the full schedule like maybe you hoped to last year, but do you feel like you at least have a little bit of a leg up, a little bit of an idea what to expect going into this opportunity with Venturini? I do. I, I think with the experience I have with the three races for k and also just bringing in my truck and the other five starts in the top three series, it, it's a huge gain experience just to have it. Um, going into the, the races, it's nothing different than a, anything else. It's it's still there. I'm learning. It, once you stop learning, you're not going to mm-hmm. improve it anymore. You, you're going to cap off. And I'm going in with an open mind. Um, it's new team. I haven't I, we tested with them, but I haven't raced with them yet. The test went great with them, so it's not, I'm not I'm not stressed over it. Not worried about it. It's going to be a great season. It's just with the experience or not. It's just a matter of us going there and, and it's the same same deal as any other re- mm-hmm. race weekend you know and with going to new smyrna and bristol all the other tracks are basically new because five flags wasn't on the K&NE schedule the new hampshire and dover were mm-hmm. but that's four out of the eight races so i mean i, I only have experience at two of them so I, it's an open mind for the whole entire year because do the experience for those tracks i don't have just for those listening or watching new smyrna opens the series on february the 10th a couple weeks um about a month later march 14th five flags speedway april 4th at bristol may 2nd at one of my favorite tracks in the country nash nashville fairgrounds speedway um may 16th toledo uh July July 25th at Berlin Raceway in Michigan, another one of my favorite tracks. August 21st, Dover, and September 12th at New Hampshire is your schedule uh, this year. Is there a particular track that you're looking forward to the most? I would probably say Toledo, but then again, I like Bristol a lot, so Dover would be cool too because they're, they're somewhat oh, similar, yeah, just a matter of them just being tracks, different sizes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love Five Flags as a racetrack. Same with Nashville. I ran it last year in a, in a Pro Late model. So I, so far, uh, all the film I watched and everything about the season, there's not a track I dislike. Um, so, New Hampshire will be interesting for sure. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that's one of those where I, I saw your eyes get a little big for a minute thinking about it. <laughs> now, yeah. I, I know we're going to slide in a break here in a minute, but before we get to that, I... 
for a guy who calls Venturini Motorsports, you know, really the the Joe Gibbs Racing of, of the ARCA series, I don't sense any nerves. I don't sense anything like that. In fact, if anything, I'm sensing a lot of of excitement. And really, you you look eager to take this on. I, I think you're seeing this more of you know not necessarily a challenge, not necessarily pressure on your shoulders, but you're you're ready to kind of seize the day, so to speak. Oh, there's there's pressure involved with it, but. If if you let it beat you down, then you're not going to do anything. So, I'm I'm putting all my effort forward for since we signed to get hit the gym every day, to get all my dots in, in a line, and it's it's just to make sure I'm ready to go. Try to take all the pressure off of me. We'll uh, talk more with Mason and uh, all of the Venturini crew as we continue with lead lap presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. 
Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hour number two, Lead Lap Radio, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com for all your driver safety gear and needs. you should and you should also points that i want to bring up as we're coming back from break and, and hearing tyler ankrum's voice they finally unveiled his truck today and it looks oh, so I, good I missed that I yeah was, I orange and white in meetings we'll say, orange, orange and white and for white. the 26 yeah okay. no it looks really Who's really the sponsor sharp on it Oh, you, you would ask me that. Now I'm going to have to go back and look, well, but that's a good that's a good thing too because it may <laughs> it it, it remind the video that they revealed the truck in. Tyler's playing the school crossing guard, and it's hilarious. I think he could have pulled that job off in another life. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he could have. <laughs> was there an El Camino in the background? <laughs> no, was he wearing Cam- his cowboy hat? He was not wearing the. No, he was actually wearing the crossing guard vest. Oh. What number wow. is he running? Um, twenty six. Twenty six. What about? Zane and uh Zane's in the twenty one, I thought. I oh, think that's right. Yeah, yeah I think right. Zane's got right. the twenty one. Yeah. 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 Moffat's back in the twenty four. Right. Yeah. And, and then Creed's in the two. Yep. Creed's in the two and then um, well, wait a minute. No, what well what what's the truck with Sam in it? I thought that was twenty one last year actually now that I It is. I don't know that they've a ana- Oh, I don't know that. No, sorry, Moffat's in the twenty-three. Well, 23. the twenty-four, the is going to end up being what the gravel mayor truck is because they've got the Exalta sponsorship for the Eldora That's race. That's right. You watch them tie all that all together. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah, um, it's some... it's the Leuna sponsorship, by the way. Okay, is what's what they unveiled for Daytona. But okay. yeah, no, he pulled the crossing guard look off. It's <laughs> it's hilarious. It's on his Twitter. Go look at it later. Tyler is a very Tyler's a very funny kid. I mean, he's he's a lot of fun because he's not afraid to have fun. And I think that's that's a good lesson for any of you young drivers is not to be afraid to do some comedy and be a crossing guard or whatever and, and you know, and just get into it and have a good time with it. Some of the, the most entertaining, um, you know, videos and whatever on Instagram are when those guys do something like that or Toyota has the... The thing where everybody was the JB. Oh, the J- These two are going to get a taste of that yeah. this year. Everybody the JBL name that song. Name the yeah. song thing. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. I'm skipping that. No, you're not. <laughs> you can't. No, you're I not. Know. It's going to be way too is much it, fun. And is that it Tuesday and Wednesday? Or is that I don't later? know when it is this year. I really hope it's not this week. It's this week. Is it really? It normally is. Oh. I don't know. Start My practicing. My first year. This, this is, this, is pr- this, this, I'm assuming, is the tip-off that Corey can't sing. Is that what this is? It's okay. You're not singing. You're lip syncing. There you go. There you go. Well, well, no, you're like actually that. supposed no, to be you're singing. Supposed to you're sing. supposed to um, sing. Yes. Yeah, you're definitely supposed yeah, to sing. Because you're supposed to sing to like a song, and then the fans are supposed to guess like what song you're singing, yeah. and then they unveil it at the end of the video. My, I, don't, I don't understand it, but... <laughs> it's hilarious. The funniest one ever was Burton and Eckes. Burton and Eckes Those last two, year. That, that I would was think that comedy was two years Eckes has always been very into it, I've noticed. Oh, yeah. He's in it. Well, Harrison and Christian were in band. When they were younger. Oh, is that right? So they were already, yeah, like Harrison, when they did it, like he understood melody and all that. Like they were in, I forgot what song they did. It was one of the 70s, like pop songs. And it it was like, oh my gosh, this is like so, so badly good that it's funny. Like they were, they were pretty good. They weren't totally perfect, but they were good enough to make it 
they kind of you know passed it off really well but they both had fun doing it um and that's really the whole key is just to just to sort of go in and and have fun with it because you know if you want people to share it i mean you don't want to be if if you have a great singing voice to me that's almost like a detriment because people want to hear you sing badly that's the whole point because everybody's fun with that very true yeah so just go get into it and have a good time you know, but that stuff is funny, and and uh, y'all have to watch the uh, crossing guard video later. You send that to me, Jacob. Oh yeah. Okay, so back to uh, matters of Mason Diaz. Yeah. Here. So I, the, these two are learning just how easily we get distracted on this right? show. Well, that's the whole <laughs> point. That's the whole point. It happens yeah. very commonly, and then we have another show on Thursday called Motorsports Madness, and it that is it complete madness yeah. because. They can't stay on topic at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get Randy Miller in here, and that's yeah. Randy. Yep. Randy, Randy picking Ma- on Jacob. Yeah, that's that's really show. what messes yeah. it up. Um, so, Mason, talk about what else you're doing besides this schedule here this year. Anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing set in stone yet. It's just uh, I know for a fact I'm going to run some uh, some late model stock races for sure. Good. Um, I don't know if whether it be cars tour or just local local shows. Um, definitely going to run late mall stocks this year. I don't know about super pro late models yet. I'm sure end of the year when it comes to it, we're probably going back down to the flake. Um, that would be the snowflake for snowflake, those who are yep. like going, what is he talking yeah, about? Yeah, snowflake 100 yeah. Yeah, five during, flags. during derby week. Um, and you've had great support from Solid Rock Carriers. Yes. Um, talk about your relationship. We had Kirk Ipock on the show not too yep. long ago. Yep. And it was so cool just I to listened. talk to him about what he was up to and kind of the history of his business and whatever. How did your relationship kind of get started? Well, honestly, it started through Star National. So through okay. my dad's track. Makes so um, back, wow, I think 2016, he came to the, no, 2017, he came to the Thanksgiving Classic. And that's when he stayed in his RV in the lot. And okay. that's when we went over there and met with him. And he ended up coming over and sponsoring the track. And then he's like, I want to also sponsor Mason. So it started with actually Tate. Was the, Tate Fogelman was the first one that he sponsored. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah. There, there, there was yeah. that news that happened we can get to yeah, later, too. Talk about yes. that, too. Tate Fogelman was the first one to get sponsored by him. And it was me for second. And, and then it just carried on from there. And he's just always wanted to be a part of it. I don't know exactly if his, his heart's definitely in short tracks. And he is always going to be a part of my racing, but that I don't know. Obvious. I don't know if he wants to completely go to the NASCAR side because right. he loves the car store. Yep. He, he yep. bumped the purse up and sponsored the series. The That's series such sponsor. a huge He's deal. a series yeah. sponsor, so Corey's going to love him this year too. Um, more than just <laughs> me. Uh, he's just he's, he just loves short track racing. Yeah. He wants to, everyone to be a part of it, and he wants to – trying to build it up and i think this year the car tour is going to have a great season with um with them on there on board anything but kirk involves a good time anyways so um he's back on board this year so he's a great guy i I can't thank him enough um him 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 and my dad's relationship's really strong and um i talk to him quite often as well so he's just a phenomenal guy and just wants the world for anyone is there a particular late model track that you really enjoy running? I'm going to say Sir National. Oh, well, that's I, just, see, I was. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I was going to say if your father's listening. No, no, that's not even the that that's just my favorite I would, track. Because I paused to take a breath, but I was going to say it, besides Southern because that would uh, be obvious even if it wasn't really your answer. No, that's my that's my hundred percent answer. I, I love the track definitely now since it's 
gotten close to Myrtle Beach, and there's no grip at all. They go through tires faster than... See, I love those tracks, too, I, as a fan, because it, it makes the racing so much more exciting. It connects with me, yeah. and I just understand... I raced one race last year and led the whole entire thing, and it's just a matter of... I raced once last year. I just love the track. I guess it gets along with me. Um, other than that, I love Hickory. Hickory's a good track, a little short track. Um, also a fan of Carteret. I mean, Carteret's... Beautiful facility. It is. Beautiful. Um, they have a lot of races this year on their schedule as well. Um, but I would have to say, no matter what, Five Flags is cool, too. I mean, Five Flags is close to Southern and Hickory and shred tires and stuff um looking forward to going to that one march 14th for sure because i have a lot of laps around there as well and that's a fun racetrack gonna be different though in the arca car i would assume then just to have to let off flow earlier maybe a little more brakes he's already got a plan yeah, there we that. go have you run there in an arca car before no it's it's a lot different you're letting oh. off at the flag stand it. literally it's crazy different you'd have it in probably six car lengths deeper in a super late model it's oh, imagine a pro. Difference. You very pro around there? Yeah, it's even more. Obviously, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's tough, man. All right, so since these two are talking, shopping, say, it, we'll, we'll it, just it, sit back and let Corey oh, start. We, we, it, no, yeah. uh, well, it gets me. Th- it gets me thinking because Mason's going to do some late model stock stuff. Corey, we know you're going to do some late model stock stuff. Who's beating who this year? Only one way to find out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a matter of getting on the racetrack. I mean, one week it might be me, one week it might be him. It's just a matter of. Who brings the best cards to the racetrack, basically. I mean, it's... It's an interesting dynamic, though, because you guys are teammates in one sense, and yet in that sense, you're rivals. It's no different when we were going to run New Smyrna. Fair. I mean... Valid point. It's no different than the three Venerini Motorsports car running for ARCA Championship. I mean, we all have teammates on the racetrack, but, I mean, at what point are they teammates anymore when you're on the racetrack? You you wonder is is there a an unspoken gentleman's agreement for Venturini Motorsports? No, I, I, Nick might have one. <laughs> uh, I, I, I haven't talked to Corey like, enough about it. So, yeah, take him out as long as I one mean, of you wins, we don't care. Nick has his favorites <laughs> over there, and I'm on the, the bottom of the all of those. <laughs> so Nick just, Nick just got called out. Wow. Well, he did he did say before we came on air when you walked in here, you were his favorite to pick on. So oh, see, uh, I mean, yeah. he did say it that. It could go both ways. Favorite person to pick on, I mean, or might just be a high person is that he likes me so before he picks on me. There you go. Could go either Well, that's way. always my rule is I only pick on people I like. So oh. that's kind of how I work too, but um yeah, it's interesting. You guys there's there's a lot of young talent in, in the Venturini Motorsports group this year. How many of you guys kind of knew each other and raced together before um, you kind of came under the one umbrella? Well, I, I think the first time I talked to Corey was the test. We raced against each other a few times. Say, yeah. It was a very, very few times we talked or raced against each other. And I think the first time we actually talked other than maybe like a driver's meeting was literally the test. Yeah, I think the Toyota deal is really a good a good thing just to bring a lot of people together and just make, you know, new friends and new connections and things like that. But, you know, like Mason was saying, when when the race starts, it's all competition. It's all, you know, I don't I don't think other than maybe like a drafting track like Daytona. I mean, it's all just, you know, short track racing. I mean, maybe, you know, you race someone a little bit lighter or not as as hard as, you know, someone that's not your teammate. But at the same time, I mean, everyone's trying to win the race, you know. So. Well, it's uh, it's definitely going to be fun. You 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 guys are a good group, and it's going to be fun to watch you guys. Okay, I don't want to forget. We're going to keep you guys around, but um, where can fans find you, Mason, online? 
uh, Mason Diaz Racing uh, dot com or Mason Diaz Racing for uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So they all match. Um, follow me. Give me a like. Uh, always. I gotta thank real fast for doing this. Saw Rock again. Uh, Prince William Marina, the sign shop. Um, of course, Venery Motorsports for coming around. And same with Toyota. Um, Toyota coming on board this year as well. It's a huge, uh, huge opportunity this year. And I just gotta thank all of them real fast for giving me the time. Well, we're gonna keep these guys here if they'll stay. And uh, when we come back, we're gonna get into some discussion about Rolex. Uh, and the Rolex 24. I didn't wear my watch. Well, that's okay. We'll forgive you for that. We'll be back with more of Lead Lap presented by HMS Motorsport right around the turn. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to Lead Lab presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. I'm Tom Baker along with a full house here in the WSIC studio. Very full. Mason Diaz and Corey Heim are next to me and over in the opposite corner of the table here is Jacob Seelman. And we've got uh, James Mellick, we just call him Red, uh, behind the big board, keeping us on the air. There is a lot of work tonight back here. Yes, I'm pushing a lot more buttons yes. than I'm used to pushing, but it is going smoothly. That's good Oh, now, now you've done it. You opened yeah. your mouth and yeah, well, said it. Yeah, yeah I'll do something now. I'll that. do something. Yeah, and we've got Nick Moncher, the PR guru for Venturini Motorsports, also Nick's, in the house. Nick's back in the corner just sitting back and letting the chaos play out now. Yeah, he, he gets to just kind of be a fan and enjoy the uh, show for a little while. He was on it earlier, but uh, we're glad you're here. And uh, we had a, a very long race over the weekend at Daytona. In fact, it was 24 hours long. Wayne Taylor Racing, again, Jacob Seelman. Wayne Taylor Racing wins Daytona again. And the thing that interested me about this 24-hour race, Jacob, this was one of the least entertaining 24-hour races I think I've seen in years. All right. I, 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 before I get into that, I have to say a big thank you not to Red since he just turned the Arctic on over here. Yeah, ah, yeah, I okay. got a little is, warm. So for those who don't know what that on. means, up above Jacob's head, there's, there's a vent. Above there's a vent with head. no vent cover yeah. on it. So the the temperature was mm. 78, which Corey was a fan of because that's his number. Perfect. Yeah, but um, you know, now, I was I was over, roasting. So. Uh, now over my head, it's going to be about 40 for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. So if, if all of a sudden you see a popsicle on camera over in the corner, it's just Jacob. Yeah, it's just me. All right. So back to my back to my very nice segue that you completely sorry you you just made a direct uh, sharp right <laughs> from. But uh, Wayne Taylor <laughs> Racing wins the Rolex 24 once again, and what I had said was I think this was probably the least entertaining 24-hour race overall that I've seen in about three or four years. Wayne Taylor Racing absolutely smoked him, and really what made that so funny is Ryan Briscoe gave the rest of the field every opportunity to yeah, take advantage, and they still couldn't beat the number 10 Cadillac. It was it was almost comical how good that car was compared to the rest of the field. When you have a stop-and-hold plus 60-second penalty, where you stop and they keep you in your pit box for 60 seconds and basically trap you a lap plus down to the field yep. and you race your way back onto the lead lap and still beat everybody in a 24-hour race you know you had a good day and they had a really really good day they this is four wins for wayne taylor racing now three of the last four years they're starting to look about as good in the rolex 24 as chip ganassi racing yeah. did when they won i think either four out of six or four out of five um including three in a row back in the uh, original era of the daytona prototypes uh, ryan briscoe who was part of the wayne taylor racing team over the weekend was actually a part of that three-peat uh, string yep. in in one iter no sorry not Briscoe Dixon Dixon, Dixon yeah Briscoe Briscoe won with Ganassi in uh, GT Le Mans but Dixon was part of that original three peat string that Ganassi had uh, back in the day it it was just as and Wayne Taylor said it afterwards the caliber of drivers that they had this year I think. Not that it's not always an all-star field, but those four guys, Briscoe Dixon, um, Kamui Kobayashi, and Renger Vanderzanda, really 
they were a cut above everybody else. That that was the most impressive lineup for this race I've seen, and they proved why. Well, I found it interesting when you read further into this. Those guys were all in on the building process. They mm-hmm. were together well before the race. Um, kind of, it, it became like a family, is what what, sure. what they all said. No, it did, and they really bonded. And you could you could see that they worked together very well. This was the first time that Wayne Taylor's won it without either of his kids. I know Jordan was over in Corvette racing, and it's just had a disastrous GT Le Mans run yeah. this year with the brand new mid-engine yep. uh, C8R. Uh, and then, of course, Ricky was over in the Acura Team Penske prototype camp, and well. <laughs> That went down the drain quickly in hour four when one of the Mazdas decided to lose its mind at the bus stop and put Elio Castroneves uh, driver's side first into the tire barrier. Yeah, there was some controversy over that because people said, well, Elliot... Elio is the one that turned down. It's like, well, no. yes, but but the thing is, he was is turning down on the racing correct. line to make the yeah, corner. That's you what I'm saying. You're not expecting that that car is going to be there. That just was a bad decision. You can't go too decision. wide through the bus stop no. in anything, whether it's NASCAR, sports cars. I don't care what you're running at at you know Daytona, Watkins Glen. Those bus stop chicanes. You cannot go too wide through without expecting some sort right. of disaster. And Harry Tinknell, who's World Endurance Championship, what you know, who I would call a world-class sports car driver, world-class road racer. That's probably the most ill-advised move I've seen out of him in yep. many, 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 many years. And Elio and Ricky Taylor paid the price for it because that car, over the rest of the 20 hours once they got it fixed, was every bit as fast as the three that finished on the lead lap. If they don't have that problem, I think you're talking about a four-car run to the finish with that Acura up in the mix. You think yeah. they would win the race? Had a shot or no? Had Just, a shot. You think had, they would have had one? Absolutely yeah. had a shot. Whether they beat the 10 cars, another story entirely. But I think they would have at the very least had a shot. They'd have been there pretty close. Yeah. Absolutely. But the thing is, though, is you could also say that if Briscoe doesn't make the miscue in the pit area, with oh, that pit it's stop, not not even close. That, that they're gone. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that they're they're in lapping the field yeah. territory. Gone. That was a fast car for sure. Um, LM LeMond's prototype two for those who aren't initiated. Yep, LMP two for the, the those of us stock, who are the stock class. Dragon speed. Um, With a whole different lineup. They yeah, won LMP2 last year. I was actually year. a little surprised to see them win this year. Um, why? And I don't know why, other than just to say because it was such a new lineup. It, it just felt to me like this was a year that somebody had a chance to well, go out and, you know... I'll, um, I'll correct you on that. It was a different lineup. It was not a new lineup because when you look at uh, most of the talent that was there, particularly Ben Hanley, who's been a cornerstone of the Dragon Speed program the last couple of years, uh, he was on the set, the primary Dragon Speed uh, LMP2 car last year at the Rolex 24, and they had all sorts of issues with that car that just yeah. didn't work out. The team's second entry ended up winning in class a year ago. Ben Hanley leads the charge there. I think the thing that stuck out to me most about that Dragon Speed Quartet was uh, not just Colin Braun, who moved over from Core Autosport, but Harrison Newey. And if everybody goes, wait, why do I know that name? You know the last name because he's the son of the greatest Formula One car designer in history. That's Adrian Newey's son yeah. uh, from over at uh, over at Red Bull Racing. Yep. This, w- this was his first race in the States, period, as well as his first IMSA WeatherTech race, and he won it. 
Well, and it was good to see Colin Brown, yes, um, who's going to be a guest on our show on Thursday. I'm looking Sports forward Madness to that this week. Very um, much looking forward. It's going to be good that. to have Colin on, and it was good to see him enjoy part of that as well. Well, it's just good to see him get a ride and an opportunity back in the IMSA series because uh, with Core Autosport kind of going the way it went for the time being, and Colin had invested so much of his time into that program with uh, John Bennett over the last few years to see him come out, uh, land on his feet, have a great opportunity to me that you know it speaks volumes about the uh, the caliber of teams that are in the series yep. but also the caliber of drivers it takes a good driver and a good team to win any of these endurance races the gt Le Mans class um bmw beat porsche please hold but, uh, please hold while i specify we are now talking about the greatest class in this year's rolex yeah. 24 at daytona yep. i have not specifically counted how many lead changes there were between BMW and the two factory Porsches over 24 hours, but I know it was at least 20, and that's unheard of even in a race like this. Yeah, The 24 car out of uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan, BMW was absolutely going to war with the two factory Porsches this year. Um, John Edwards was an absolute rock star. IMSA veteran, um, you know, took it to the Porsches in the tri-oval more than once in the course of that race and really made them look good. And then uh, Jesse Crone bringing it home, uh, one of the BMW factory drivers at the end of that race. Uh, Chaz Mostert, by the way, yeah. uh, was involved in a, in a class win from the supercars ranks. Uh, that, that was a big deal for him. I know he was talking about it on social media. But, yeah, GT Le Mans this year was absolutely the stars of the show. Um, I was surprised that the Porsches didn't have the straight-line speed. That was really their undoing. We, we saw them stay within about five seconds of one another for 23 hours. and the last hour, the BMW yep. just turned up the wick. Um, Jesse Crone ran away. I think it was 14 seconds of the checkered flag. But even still, 14 seconds over a 24-hour, almost 3,000-mile race is is not anything to sneeze at uh three or four gt Le Mans cars on the lead lap the corvette just wasn't really in the conversation as much but i think they're going to work the kinks out of that car and it's going to be good later this year jordan taylor had a lot of optimism well that's uh if he's optimistic then i have faith for sure oh jordan's always optimistic well, but yes Yes, but he's also realistic. So yeah. he's, you know, he's he's not going to uh, create a lot of false hope. Okay, in the GT Daytona class, the um, story is not the race winners. The story is Kyle Busch. Well, yes, but actually, for me, the story was, was the, the race, race winners. winners. I'll tell you okay. why in a minute. Paul Paul Miller Racing uh, first ever Rolex Lamborghini win. got their first yes. win, um, and Corey Lewis, who was involved in that. Mm -hmm. I've known Corey since he was a junior kart racer in the WK's Manufacturers Cup Series back in 2004. He I went think. and ran Batesville a few years, didn't he? No. no? He was a two-cycle okay. kart racer. And I've watched Corey. He's one of these drivers, kind of like the Benedetto, that's just yeah. fought, and fought and fought and fought and fought and fought to put himself in a position to go do this kind of thing and go get a big win. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited for uh, for Corey and was really happy to see his team get the win. Madison Snow, Brian Sellers also involved yeah, in that. Yeah, and Brian Sellers was the other big one. He had tried for 13 years to yep. win a, a Rolex, couldn't do it. Uh, 14th attempt, he finally got the job done, and he was almost in tears yeah. uh, during not just Victory Lane but the, uh, the watch presentation as well. Yep. So. 
So good stuff there. And, of course, uh, you mentioned Kyle Busch. Ninth in class, but when you consider not only did they have him do a double stint to end the race, but one of his longer, I think it was the triple stint that they put him in for in the middle of the night. They were still decently on the lead lap at that point, and he made up four positions by himself. That, to me, was where we stopped the debate of just how good Kyle Busch is. Kyle Busch is absolutely a world-class driver that can jump in anything at any point, and it doesn't take him but a few minutes to get up to speed, and he's going to be competitive. The fact that they put him in over Jack Hawksworth to finish that race, to me, spoke volumes about what uh, Jimmy Vassar, James Sullivan, and that whole Lame Vassar-Sullivan team think about the talent and what Kyle brought to that program. And he may, by the way, have tipped a possible Toyota or Lexus prototype program yeah. for the future. Let's not forget about say, that. Yeah, that's uh, that's something we're all kind of watching for. And, you know, Kyle Busch is that good for a big reason, and that is because he knows race cars. He pays very close attention to how they work, and he's he knows what he wants out of a car and knows what to tell the crew to do to give it to him. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll uh, take a break. We'll be back with more of Lead Lap Radio right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery. Threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. 
You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. He's right, you know. You are listening to Race Chaser uh-huh. Radio. This is Lead Lap, presented by HMS Motorsport. The leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. And uh, we wanted to hit some news real quick here before we, we can actually get uh, our two drivers involved in this a little bit, too, because I'm sure both uh, both guys um, know Tate Fogelman and have raced against him. Tate uh, announcing today that he is going to race full-time in the zero two for Tyler Young and Young's Motorsports in 2020 in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. Ha! You got it. I was waiting for you to screw it well, up. Well, I read it because <laughs> I wasn't taking any chances. It went from Engots to Engrots because <laughs> they got the RV yeah. in outdoors as opposed to just outdoors. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tate's going to be. Uh, Sponsored, it says, by Solid Rock Carriers, the aforementioned uh, Kirk Ipok, who we uh, have a great amount of respect for on this show uh, for his contributions to racing in the area here of all uh, different varieties, mostly in the late models. But going to get behind uh, Tate, which, uh, again, he's been part of uh, Tate's operation for a little while now, and and, it seems like he's kind of taking a liking to the both of you. Mason? It's always, it, Tate was his first one. I want to say it, it happened in like 2016, 2015. And, it, and, then, and then he met me and my father, and that's just where it came from. And it, Kurtz always said from the beginning, it's always going to be Tate and myself. And that's just how it, Kurt explained to us. And I don't think that Kirk likes one of the other more. It's just a fact that he likes these two kids and he wants to see us That's perform awesome. in race. We need more of that in yes. the sport, obviously, because there are a lot of you that could right use now. the help. Uh, well, somebody's, uh, not, it's not my phone. I'm on silent. But uh, anyway, I don't know where that came from. But if you can hear it oh, well, on the air. That's coming from the other side of the table uh, there. Uh, we, that would be. Where's the old bell at? Uh, there we go. That would be Mason, perhaps. Oh, yep. uh, yeah. Okay. See, so yeah, we somebody yeah, for, somebody yeah, forgot yeah. to tell you to put the phone on silent when you I think came that's in my here. watch. Oh, it's put stuck. the you, watch on do, silent. Do, do you have an See? Apple Watch? Yeah. It's oh, it's oh, probably it's the watch. That explains it all. Okay, I got you. Well, so you guys have got to be. It's. It, I'm sure it's cool for you guys to see Tate getting a shot in the truck series like this. It is. And, you know, because that's the the thing is like the more of you guys from similar backgrounds that move up, the the easier it is for the drivers who are behind you to get recognition and perhaps opportunities as well. You know, at least it seems how that seems to be how that works. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's always good to see a guy like Tate get an opportunity like that. I mean, Tate's a good guy and uh, I've raced against him a bunch. I mean, even last year we, we raced, I think, three races just for the win and one of the races actually I got into him for it and, uh, you know, I kind of ruined both of our opportunities to win there and, you know, we... You know, I talked to him the day after, and, like, he was very, you know, understanding of that it was a mistake, and he's just a good guy. Like, most people would hold it against me and just want to, you know, 
have a grudge on me for every single race we race against but he let it go pretty much the day after and you know ever since i've never had a problem with him and uh you know i've never had a problem with him to begin with and it's just, it's just cool to see him uh get an opportunity like that oh, is, i thought you were say something go ahead yeah <laughs> it's just one of the things that i'm sure Corey's with me on this is that we we struggle every day not struggle but this is our goal is to get into the top three series in nascar sure. and this is tate's chance now and Come from last year, it wasn't. He was running two blade miles, and all of a sudden, this deal comes up for him, and now his life changes, does a whole entire 360, and, and this is, he's got to get ready for this year. We can talk about that too. Weeks. That's a really good question. How how has your life changed just since this announcements came out, and how do you envision it? Because all of a sudden now you're getting all these opportunities come come places like this and do media, and you know you got to worry about, you know working out and doing all that and there's just all these other things talk about how this has kind of changed your lives and i'll mason you you can go first then. okay cool um to me i always worked out prior to so it wasn't like a big change but now this year with toyota and their performance center and them willing to help me it's just a little bit more right now until we get into a groove with the program that we want to go with for the year um the, the thing that changed my life is because I'm a full-time student at Old Dominion University as well. Oh, okay. So I'm still taking five classes this semester. I moved a few to online. I think um, three online now. I just switched another one, I think, and I'm going to. Um, and that's just – it changes me just due to the fact that now I, I have more to focus on. So whether or not I need to back away from some classes so I can come do more cool things like this or be able to be in Charlotte more often because there's a lot of opportunities for me down here. Um, I'm sure Corey's finding the same thing with him being your a senior this year, correct? Yep, that's right. So, I mean, school's the most important part. Um, my dad's grown up that way with me in grades before racing, and whether or not this year I back Good away from for school him. a little bit or if I just suck it up, you know? What What are you majoring in? Uh, business management with a minor in marketing. Oh, smart. That's very wise. Yeah, that's yeah, good. How about you, Corey? How about how's your life changed since uh, this announcement? Yeah, I mean, as far as the uh, school side of things goes, um, when I was with uh, Chad Byron Racing last year with the whole Ford camp, there wasn't really a lot of events I attended. There wasn't a lot of opportunities for me, and that's part of the reason why I've you know taken the tra- transition to Toyota and how it's just you know really uh, developing my life into something that. You know, I'm gonna have to get used to in future uh, future times just to uh, you know put a lot like you know, a lot of effort into my uh, racing career if I really want to make it. So this year will be uh, very defining for me. And uh, fortunately, I get out of school um, in May, and I can dedicate the rest of the year just to, you know, take time out of school and just focus on uh, racing and, you know, bettering myself in that aspect of my life. So, um, you know, as far as school goes, my school is pretty, uh, pretty good. I go to a public school, so it's, it's a little bit tough, but they're pretty good in the way that they, uh, you know, work with my teachers and I can work with my teachers on uh, makeup work and things like that to uh, keep me caught up and keep me uh, keep my grades up. Do a, do a lot of people because every driver is kind of different when they're in, you know, growing up in school, middle school, high school, whatever. Do people in your school know that you race? Do you or do you just kind of not talk about that too much? Yeah, there's definitely I mean, I'm from Georgia, so we're you know pretty southern and, you know, there there are people different cultures in my school you know like some of them are super into it and they go to the you know local dirt track all the time and you know they know you know you know they know that i know and they follow me on social media and stuff so a lot of people know that i race but um there's just a certain group of people that are really into it and i found that i'm a low-key person so i'm not really like about all like you know the you know obviously what i do is unique for what 
other right. people do in my school. So um, people find interest in that. But I'm a low-key person, and I uh, like that not too many people always like, question me about it yeah. and stuff. So, um, yeah, there is a certain group of people that uh, follow me in my career. How did you find it, Mason, when you were in high school? Did I mean, was, were you kind of the same way? You didn't really talk about it too much? Or? I was never there. It was, oh. it, it was a, I was there for Monday through Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, you would never see me. It's and my teachers yeah. knew it. It's doing again. His watch is talking again. It is. <laughs> you see me touch it? Yeah. I'm not touching yeah, it. It's, uh, it's um, it's weird. But I was never there, so it's just the fact that it, my teachers knew it, and they worked with me throughout it, and my school system, my principal loved it, and she talked to me, and she would help me out all the time. So That's great. It was just the fact that... Once we got into it, the school and the first two years went on and they knew who I was and what this, this intentions were from it mm-hmm. was not to pull me out of school, but it actually makes our lives harder because we have to put yeah, in more work exactly. just to get the grades that people that go every day are. All right. So I'm going to toss a question all the way across the table to Corey because Mason, Mason made a comment that got me thinking. Was it, was there any sort of reception for you? Did anybody come up and say anything to you after the win, you know, when you got back to school or, or – you you've kept it pretty quiet and just kept it kind of down low yeah the people that follow me closely on social media came up and just asked me about it and they congratulated me and stuff like that but uh um you know most of the time it's just like i only go for three classes right now so i mean i'm only there for like six hours so um just the people that follow me you know just congratulate me and just kind of just like a high school team winning a football game it's just like hey congrats and then you just kind of move on to the next one you know so um to me it's a bigger deal than that obviously because there's uh Unlike a high school football team, there's uh, you know wins are usually hard to come by for a race car driver. Um, you know, a second mm-hmm. place or a third place can be a win, but for a football team, it's either a win or a loss. It's either congratulations or you know you lost. So um, they don't understand that aspect of it, and that's okay because uh, you know, like I said, I'm a low key person and uh, I like to keep a lot of things to myself. Okay. Uh- I want to know from each of you, what has been the hardest part about moving from one class to another? Because I get a lot of drivers that will say, for example, I have no problem moving from Legends to Late Models, but when I went to K&N, I just, you know, it it wasn't an easy adjustment. What has been the hardest part for each of you going from one class to another? Was Was it what particular jump did you make that was the hardest for you to adjust to? Well, for me personally, it was going last year to the Canaan races, so now ARCA. Um, it was just the hardest part because now you're moving from super late miles to late miles, late miles stocks, all the weight's down low. Well, now you're moving a car that it moves the weight higher up in the air. There's more horsepower in them, but now the weight's high. So now you're not going in from driving in anymore. Now you're actually taking the car weight into itself and having to deal with that throughout the whole entire transition of the race. Okay. Corey? Yeah, like you said, I mean, pretty pretty accurately, like, going from Legends to the Late Models was no problem for me. Like, I, I found success, you know, getting top fives, clicking off these top fives, and, you know, good runs right away with the Late Models. But uh, for the ARCA series, I mean, I had a little bit of success early, but it, it definitely took a little while for me to come in and just really start having success. It took me probably f- until the last, like, three or four races of the year before I cracked the top three. So, um and that goes back to even last year, like just last year racing those 13 races gave me, um, you know, at the end of the year, a lot of confidence to come back. And even though, even though it's a shorter schedule this year, it comes uh, comes back to me with that experience that I have from last year to, uh, to improve on that and uh, hopefully click off some wins. What, how have you found the adjustment to the radial tires to be? What, what, how do you drive the car differently on the radials than you did with the bias flies? 
man, I, I still haven't figured those things out, so I can't put too much of a uh, opinion <laughs> into those. But, man, they're tough. Like, Salem, those that's probably the most abrasive track that I raced on this year. That is a tough place. Like, we ran 110 laps, I think, on the same set of tires, no cautions or anything. And by the time you're on lap 100, like, you're, you can't even get 10% throttled on the straightaways. I mean, it's crazy how, you know, I mean, it's, it's a good thing because it, you know, teaches drivers like me in this level – about throttle control and tire conservation and things like that but you know at the same time and it's tough like uh salem was probably the toughest race to date for me even though it did get cut short with rain i mean it was still just really really tough but it, it taught me a lot that is so much fun that track isn't it, it I is. mean, as a fan I, I i've been there twice i love watching races from there. it's an awesome Mason, race how about you with the uh radials the biggest part about the switch to me was the fact that they're not forgiving like yeah, a Hoosier, I was wondering when you were, yeah, because for Hoosiers or American racers, Mercuries, more more for Mercuries when at Dominion, they're more like radials, and the American racers are more like radials, so to say, but they're not. So, at what point does the radio? They're really, really hard. So there's no give. If you're spinning, you're gonna spin. You're spinning. If, <laughs> there's no saving it. So it teaches you a whole bunch throughout it because. You can't just mat anymore and spin tires. If you get loose in the corner, you're either going to push up the track or you're going to spin out. It's not like a Hoosier or American Racer. It, you're, yeah. There's no forgiveness from it. Well, it's it's interesting, to say the least, uh, to see drivers make that transition and how quickly they make it. We've got more with uh, these two youngsters and uh, more of Lee Lap coming up right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. 
HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. There we go. The 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 only one I think that we're missing. Exactly. I, I, <laughs> yeah. We we knew we'd get him to make an appearance somehow. Yeah, we just had to do it re-entry style. So uh, hopefully we'll get Chandler. No, we'll, yeah, we'll at get some him point in, here. in the studio. We'll uh, get Moncher on that for some point during the year. He's he's also in Georgia, so. Uh, Sometime when he's up here, you'll have to uh, chase him down and, uh, yeah, make sure you give him one of the nice flying V shirts and put him in the studio. Uh, okay, final segment here. I want to talk a little bit before we um, wrap up with the guys here. I want to talk, and we can obviously they can jump in if they want. Uh, I want to talk about the Hall of Fame. Ah, uh, yes. Because that's coming up this weekend, um, and <laughs> everybody knows how hard – I lobbied on every show that I'm on to get Buddy Baker into the hall. And PSA, so PSA he's been complaining for three yeah, years. Yeah, at least, um, because I think he deserves to be in there, and so happy to see him get in. And what I find interesting is you, you get him and Tony Stewart, who to me were the same type of driver. I mean, you're either on the gas or you're off it. That's it. They were just go or no. and. Uh-huh. You know, him and Tony, and you got Labani um, and uh, Wada Wilson, of course, who was, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, so much a part of Buddy's yes. effort over there at Rainier Racing. Um, not, you know, and not just Buddy either. Wada well, worked with right. how Several many of great drivers. names yeah. in the sport. Well, and then afterward, yeah. Um, but he's, um, you know, nice to see him get in. I, I wish they would have done it before he passed away, but, um, I'm excited to see buddy in there. I think this, um, the only thing that I regret is that he isn't here to give the speech because goodness gracious, it would be the funniest hall of fame accepted speech oh, buddy? ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just want to clarify for, for everybody, because that even blended together in my head for a second when, when you said that you wished they could have gotten him in before he passed away that you were referring to Buddy as yes, opposed buddy. to Waddell. Yes, but the way, those two sentences kind of ran together for yeah. me. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute here. Yeah, but no, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the Buddy Baker thing. It's about time. I mean, obviously, his his impact goes far beyond his driving days. Re- yeah. And really, when you look at this particular class, it's about more than just driving it for is. all of them. Yep. Because Buddy you know, went into... 
years of, of service to the sport as both a TV commentator and then an analyst, even uh, with SiriusXM NASCAR later, yep. you know, late in his career. Joe you know, Gibbs is a car owner, obviously. Um, Bobby Labonte has, has given back to the sport in various ways. And even, you know, aside from the Cup Series, he's gone and given back uh, with participation overseas in the Europe, yes. the European Series yep. nowadays. Tony, of course, is a car owner uh, on, uh, you know, on his guidance from, mm-hmm. from what he learned working with Joe. And then Waddell as, as a crew chief and engine builder. I mean, th- this class to me really speaks to what the Hall of Fame is all about. It's about diversity and yep. about about an overarching impact to the sport, not just the driving statistics. And anybody that hears me say that goes, wait, you're a stats guy. Yes, I know that. But I also recognize that the Hall of Fame is far more than just mere, you know, pure numbers. And this class is 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 about much more than than pure numbers. And it's one of the most diverse classes, I think, in you know the in the eleven year history of the Hall of Fame too. Yeah, and yet so much of it connects together because of Joe because Gibbs. It, well, because of Joe Gibbs, and <laughs> yeah. then of course you know Buddy and and what else. So right. there's there's so much in common, and yet you're right. It's very and th- see, I've always said that the Hall of Fame isn't just about driving, and this is why you know it's become a bit of a social media war in the last day or two because it was announced that Junior. Dale Jr. that will is be will be eligible for nomination in March next year. Well, uh, well, this year for next year. Okay, so let, let's um, be let's be clear here. He's not an official nominee yet. Right. He's eligible, eligible to be nominated. I'm just saying, yeah. this year for next year is the way it works well, out, right? Because no, no, uh, that that and that's the point I'm making. He is not a part of the nominee pool yet. They have to add five names, right. and, and this is the first year that he would be eligible to be added to the but nominee. But it would be the for the class pool. of 21. Correct, if it would he, be. That's right. what was my point. Okay. So, um, yeah, and, and, and Junior came out on social today and said point blank, there's a lot of people that need to go in before y'all even think about me. Well, he did. And but here's my question, and and I'll open this up to to anybody that wants to answer it. But I'll come to you first, Jacob. Okay. Junior gets nominated. Okay. Um, do you, if you could, if you were a voter, if you could vote, do you vote him in next year? Hell no, not no. even a prayer. Why no. not? Because as Junior himself said, and this has been my opinion for a lot of the active guys, now there are exceptions, Jimmy Johnson, when he becomes eligible, um, but you know there are exceptions for guys who just have ridiculous numbers, and we know they're first ballot Hall of Famers, that happens in all sports, but there are so many drivers right now from a historical perspective that need, that need to go in, and really Junior's impact was... Not as much on the Cup Series, and I think Junior's impact is still being built due to his work as a broadcaster and his work in other areas of the sport, like the preservation of history with the North Wilkesboro Project, all that stuff. When you look at the guys that, that are going to be back in the nomination pool this year, Sam Ard, Neil Bonnet, Red Farmer, Ray Fox, Harry Gant, John Holman, Harry Hyde, Herschel McGriff, Ralph Moody, Marvin Panch, Jim Pascal, Larry Phillips, Ricky Rudd, Mike Stefanik, Red Vote. Mike Stefanik, one. Larry Phillips, two. Um, Red Farmer, why Red Farmer is not in yet is beyond me. Because he's still driving at like 96 <laughs> years old. I know. Um, <laughs> Sam Ard, you know, I, 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 can, I can go on all night. There's a lot of those guys that... 
good grief they need to be in the Hall of Fame like yesterday before we even think about Junior. No disrespect, Junior. You're going to be in at some point. But no, not yet. But did any of them win the most popular driver as many times as he I did don't consecutively. Care. I, I just know. I don't he care was, about no. the but Hall of Fame is not a popularity contest. It's but it, the Hall of Fame. But there's right. numerous amounts of ways to get into the Hall of Fame. But here's here's the thing. I'm throw not saying out. I would vote for throw him. I'm just out. saying. That doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. That's because that's nothing. I mean that's just a popularity. But here's why here's why I could be okay if Junior gets in so quickly. One, because Jeff Gordon did, and Tony Stewart is. There's a big difference there. Four and three cup championships, respectively. There again, you're looking at on track. I'm looking at complete and total impact on the sport. And I would argue that Dale Jr., just in the last two or three years, has had more of an impact on the sport than almost anybody else in the sport. Um, because he, he does so much for the sport that people don't even realize. Now, personally, I think the whole flaw in this system is the fact that we don't put we didn't put enough of the old timers in in the beginning. So now yeah. we vote four or five in. So on that basis, I'd rather see some of the rest of the list get in ahead of Junior. Yeah. But I could make that case because I don't care what Junior's stats are. I'm tired of hearing that nonsense. Yeah. His impact on the sport is greater than half of the drivers that are in the Hall of Fame right now. All right, you better, you better hurry. All right, <laughs> so um, there's that for you. So we're going to set aside uh, and we're going to get out of here. But I uh, want to thank um, our two drivers, both Mason Diaz and uh, Corey for being such gracious guests and doing a great job, by the way. And want to also thank Nick uh, Moncher for bringing them in. And we'll continue with the Venturini Parade on Thursday. Drew Dollar, talk to you later. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, Follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.